Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. Sunday Praise and Worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday or Wednesday, not Tuesday, but Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And this morning we're talking about the seventh day or day seven, understanding revelation. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. We're going to jump right into this. <clears throat> so I hope you have your coffee. And, you know, I got up this and I set up the coffee maker to, to make some coffee. And I walked away from it and time kind of got away from me. So I'm, I'm coffee-less this morning. So, um, and you know, you coffee drinkers, um, you know how we get when we don't have our coffee. But nonetheless, we thank God for his goodness and his grace. <clears throat> I, I pray that, that wherever you are this morning, whether you're driving to work, whether you're kicking back with your coffee or both, um, you know, are you already at work or maybe it's the end of your day when you're listening to this, that, that you are blessed by what you hear. And so we're going to have a quick word of prayer and then we're going to talk about the, the, the soul. We're going to talk about the, you know, as I walked and this is chapter three, of from the book of the, of day seven, understanding revelation. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness and waking us up this morning, giving us an opportunity to seek you, Lord God, and just pray and ask that you will bless uh, your word, bless the thoughts, bless us, Lord God, to embrace what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, when we are doing the book reviews, <clears throat> excuse me, it's more casual is really laid back and talking about what the book represents. You know, there are several books that have been published uh, for this ministry um, and it's for supporting the ministry. This is a method for supporting the ministry. And so the books are found on Amazon. The links are on the podcast as well as our website, connectingtruth.org. That is connectingtruth.org. And so there have been several books published. There's The Lion and Bob Wire, which is the first book. Um, there is Lost But Found. And Day 7, Understanding Revelation. And the next book that is going to be published uh, that is currently um, in its editing stages is uh, God Wants You to Succeed. And it's all about your success and God's plan for your success, your financial success. Everybody likes to stack cheddar. Sometimes you look at the cheddar that you have and, and the crackers and you say, well, I don't have enough. But if you if you read and understand what, I'm, what is being said according to the scriptures and what God has, not only what, what God has said, but life experience. Each of these books are based upon the word of God and life experience. Everything that you read has been experienced. And so uh, the experience, some experiences were bad, which brought about good. 
and there are some experiences that are good and they remain good. And so that's the best way I could put it. And so I want to I want to touch uh, something right now. And that is this. And I was laying in bed and I was listening to the word of God and I love listening to the word of God for uh, one, the saving of my soul. Now, many people like to go to sleep watching TV. Maybe you like going to sleep listening to music. My concern is that what you listen to is going into your spirit. And me and my my grandsons, we, we talk about this stuff because what you what you eat is in you, what you eat. And we, we know that for as a fact, there's no argument against that. You know, you, you eat French fries, then, you know, you have a, a, a belly full of French fries. You eat you eat um, whatever you're eating. You eat an apple, you have a belly full of apple until it comes out. <clears throat> So when we lay down at night, um, if we leave the TV on, now we may have went to sleep watching uh, 5.0, but um, the program changed and and now it's on something else that you may not normally watch, or I don't know. But you need to, all of us have to be careful what goes into our spirit. And so let me let me tell you why this is so important. I want to point this out to you um, is that the Bible speaks about how God deals with us. Uh, the 14, uh, excuse me, the chapter 33, verse 14 says, for God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not in a dream, in a vision of the night. When deep sleep falleth upon him, he slumbereth upon the bed. Then he opened the ears of men and sealeth their instructions. So our day, now we, we usually look at the journey and how we began our day. I woke up this morning, I got up and I put my shoes on, you know, went to the bathroom, brushed my teeth, used it and, you know, and left. And we count that as the beginning of our day. I think our day begins the instructions and what we're going to do begin much sooner than the time that our feet hit the floor. God may give us instructions, but there's something else that also may occur. And this is something that we have to be cautious about. And that is the Jesus was speaking to uh, the disciples and all those that was listening in the, I believe it is about the 13th chapter of of um of matthews and he talks about the sowing and he said that a sower went forth and he sowed and when he sowed uh, he sowed wheat but while he was asleep while the sower was asleep his enemy came and sowed tears so while we're asleep things could happen and this is what I'm cautioning everyone about, you know, while you're sleeping, I'm just being for real with you because we're talking about our soul salvation. So bear with me in, in being truthful and being for real. While we're asleep, something can be sold in your spirit and you want to be careful what's going into your spirit. You want to be careful what's going in your spirit while you're woke. You want to be careful what's being placed in your spirit when you're asleep. If I'm watching something and they get into, you know, a particular program, I may like the plot, but if they're doing too much cussing 
and too much sexual activity, then I've got to change. You don't want to go to bed at night, ladies, gentlemen, and you don't want to be you don't want to go to bed dreaming about things that you can't control. Now, I'm a strong believer, and I believe that you can uh, you have the ability to interact with dreams. So in other words, when you're when you see something going on in your mind and it should not be happening, you can stop it. You don't have to lay there and enjoy, you know, and participate in that that wet dream. Yes, that's what I said, you know, and any other um, imagination that might be going on in that moment. You need to control that. And the way you control it is by the word of God. Uh, the, the psalmist said, how shall a young man cleanse his ways? And it's by taking heed to the word. All right. So again, we're in the book day seven, and that's not part of the book. That was something that I was thinking about this morning as, as we, as I was thinking about our journey and as we start our day, that our journey begins and the instructions of our journey begin much sooner than our feet hitting the floor. We're in chapter two, I said chapter three earlier, but chapter two, uh, day seven, understanding revelation. And this particular chapter is titled, uh, As I Walked. The message of God's people regarding his presence and coming of the saints is not a New Testament message, but throughout the Old Testament. This message has been going on continually throughout the Old Testament. And as you read this particular book, you'll find out a lot more about where these verses and where this prophecy is, is, is pronounced throughout the Old Testament. But the Bible tells us in Genesis 5 and 24, Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Enoch's name means teacher. And so here is a lesson that none of us can afford to ignore. We know very little about uh, this man, Enoch, except he walked with the Lord. And he walked with the Lord for, uh, from what we could tell, 300, 300 years. Longevity, huh? And it was a life-changing experience. You knowing the Lord should be a life-changing experience. And uh, many say, I know the Lord. I love the Lord. He, he's, my, he's my partner. He's my road dog, you know, whatever vernacular you want to use. But it's not a life-changing experience. You know of God is what you're saying. It's sort of like people saying, I, I know LeBron James. You, you know, I know, uh, I knew Kobe Bryant. No, you knew of him. You didn't know him personally. There is no personal relationship. Uh, matter of fact, there are many celebrities that in the Los Angeles area, Altadena and surrounding areas, Riverside, that you drive by and you don't see them and they don't see you. Or maybe you see them, you get a little excited. Oh, I saw, uh, but they don't know you. There's no personal relationship. Do you have a relationship with God? And when we talk about relationship, we're talking about the relationship that God wants. He's outlined it throughout his word. You're not gonna be in a relationship with anyone and there is no sacrifice that's being made. If you're married, you understand what I'm saying. If, you, if you're dating, you know what I'm saying. There is give and take. And with God, he has given us and he has told us what he is not going to take. So Enoch's relationship with the Lord impacted his character. 
It impacted his conversation and his habits. And many say they have gone to heaven. Others say they met the Lord face to face, but few with Enoch's testimony. There were people then and today who desire to be a sign and wonder. People want to be, I want to be an apostle because they got popularity. I want to be a prophet. They, they seem to be popular. I want to be a prophetess. Oh, she seemed to be popular. I want to be revered. Uh, they seem to be proper. And that's only to name a few. Some have gone online to get certificates. Uh, I'm going to get a certificate as a minister. I'm going to become a, a licensed uh, but listen, if you're not ordained because pastoralship and certain other gifts, and you'll find it in Ephesians, are just that, gifts of God. Uh, the pastoralship is a gift, and the gift shows up in a lot of different ways, and I mean I mean validating itself as a gift in, from the Lord. And so it is a gift. Now, some ministers... Uh, that are legitimate ministers don't mean that they're going to become pastors because you are a minister does not mean you're going to become that you're going to go into that area. You may go into an area of administration. You may go into another area of healing. There are a lot. this. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for it. Listen. And so they're not ordained. They're not called or gifted by God, but they want to be a show. They want to have a vocational performance. flesh on parade walking with God can God say you're walking with him can the Lord say that now Uh, done many wonderful works and then will I profess unto them I never knew you depart from me ye that work iniquity therefore whoso heareth these sayings of mine and do of them I will liken him unto a wise man which buildeth his house upon a rock Enoch lived during the second There while others did exist. Before Enoch's physical transformation, and understand when people say when the term rapture is used, or Corinthians, excuse me, Thessalonians 4 and 16, uh, that, that we're going to be uh, changed, we're going to be caught up, 
or uh, Corinthians that will be changed from mortal to immortality. You know, it's talking about a physical transformation. It's not talking about a spiritual transformation. Your spirit, man, must be right already. God's not coming to change your spirit. He's coming to transform the body. That is it. Holy Ghost filled believers. And you could be a believer and not have the Holy Ghost. But I'm going to tell you, have you received since you believe? And you, uh, Paul asked that question to a group of believers that had been baptized under the baptism of repentance. And and they was rebaptized in Jesus name. And and the Holy Ghost fell upon them and they began to speak in other tongues. That's the outward demonstration. Uh, the, the Holy Ghost being filled with the Holy Ghost has throughout the scripture shows a demonstrative um, evidence. The evidence is very clear. And so for those that say, I have the spirit of the Lord or it, no, it would not without that um, display as the Bible has presented to us. Um, I'm, I question, I question it. And, and so, um, Enoch, you know, walk with God, the physical transformation occurred. He was the first known human being to preach the coming of the Lord with the saints. Now, throughout the scripture, God refers to his people as saints. You do not hear him referring to his people as anything outside of saints. We're called believers. We're called disciples. But God referred to his people also as saints. And that's it. Those that have been set aside. Sanctification means that you have set aside or you are set aside. And the instruments and all that we use in the church and the house of God has been consecrated and set aside for that purpose and not to be used for anything else except uh, the worship and the praise, uh, the adoration of the Lord. Now, he talked about the Lord coming with the saints, those of us that believe and obey the word of God. And Enoch also, this is this is Genesis, or no, Jude 14, excuse me. Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these things, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among all of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him now it doesn't matter if you was raised in church you know um, uh, when I, I see there are many celebrities that that people are you know flocking to go see and hear you know they've rose to certain uh, fame and they were they were raised in church they grew up in church and they left the church to to, to pursue a career um you know in music or acting or different things but even if you do that don't forget about god don't forget about the relationship we have forgot with god however the, the sad part is that some of the careers that have been chosen uh, the fame has ushered them into certain places where it says God doesn't have a place here. And if you like the money, then you're going to have to sacrifice uh, that godliness that you are proclaiming 
and you're going to have to comply with what we have. Some say, well, I, I'm, I'm going to do it for a little while and then I'm going to get back to God. Some made it back and others have not. There are those that have walked away and said, I, I can't do this. And, and, you know, I need to really nurture a relationship with the true and living God, the God that is sovereign in my life, not the paper God, not the glittering God, not the um, fame and image of other things, but God who is spirit. And he is seeking those that worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, that, that's interesting to note because we have even celebrities that are religious, religious celebrities, that they love the fame, they have it, you know, and, and as soon as a person uh, say that I'm a, I am a believer or they say I'm a Christian, then we ought to, uh, they put them on the stage in front of everybody and say, look, God has converted this person and that person has yet been, has not been converted. Their life has not been cleansed. They've not been. And so you look over time and, and, and just as quickly as they was put up, they fall. They're no longer involved in what they said they were doing as far as their commitment, which places a certain fickleness. Yes, it places a certain fickleness upon the church world, how fickle we are. Uh, the Bible plainly says, let them be proven. And you'll find this in Timothy. Uh, the, uh, we, we refer to Timothy, um, the epistles that was written first, second Timothy, this, uh, Titus and as the, as the, uh, pastor's epistles, what Paul was talking and he t speaks to Timothy and he tells him, uh, to let them be proven. So even a deacon, uh, let them be proven. They got to prove themselves as being faithful. They got to prove themselves as being wise. They need to be observed. In other words, and we get, we, we go to work we obtain employment and they put us on a 90 day probation or even certain uh, positions a year, year and a half probation. And yet people come into the church and they immediately are put into a position of uh, some type of authority or they're promoted without being proven. And the Bible plainly says, prove, prove them. And so, and they skip that process of being proven. All right. Belief without actions is only a belief. That's all it is. It's only a belief. The Bible says the devil believes and tremble. It's only belief. You can believe and not do anything. Men believe in God, but they did not worship him until the birth of Adam's grandson, Enos, and then men began to call upon the name of the Lord. So all this time had gone by, and yes, they, they, they knew the Lord, they believed in him, um, but they didn't call upon his name. They didn't seek him, they didn't worship him as God. It, generations had went by, and then uh, Enos is born, and men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. And that's Genesis 4 and 26. Accepting a new norm has been trending for generations. So it's, the term might be new, but, uh, but the actions, 
of accepting something new is not uh, is not anything new. It's old. Each acceptance of something new has ushered in uh, another chain of events. Noah also lived during the dispensation and found grace in the eyes of the Lord because uh, he practiced righteousness and God acknowledged Noah as being righteous. He walked with God. He trained his mind, spirit, and body to listen and to understand God's will. And we must do the same. It's a, it's a daily, um, it's daily, it's done daily. A word I was trying to think of is, it, but we have to keep our check, ourselves in check every day. Paul said, I crucify this flesh daily. And so we have to keep ourselves in check every day. It's not, I live saved yesterday. Yesterday is gone. That's history. But right now we're in the present. And we already have our marching orders. If you have not received your marching orders for this day, then you need to get into the word of God and, and, and understand what those orders are. Open your Bible up. You know, um, if you like me, I like using the paperback. But at the same time, I, I do have my digital uh, that I look at as well. Get into the word and find out what your marching orders are. You don't have to. God is not going to come and paint. Well, he could give you a dream or a vision. He could tell you it verbally. Uh, he could send someone else. But I tell you, it's nothing like the word of God, because whatever you receive must and should be validated by the word. The word is something that we meditate on and we think about it. And as we think about it, it directs our path. As we think about his word, it causes us to stop and not enter into an area that we know is off limits. It causes us to, to govern ourselves better. While we're at work doing our jobs, you know, we, we perform better because we're performing not just for the, the people that we work for that's going to sign off on, on that payment. Uh, that that weekly check, month, a biweekly, whatever. But we're we're also realized that God, you're present, you're here. And if you should call my name while I'm here at work, I, I want to hear your voice. And and I can't hear your voice if I'm not obeying. He said, "My sheep, my sheep know my voice, and another they will not follow." Ooh, my time is just about up here. All right. Noah lived during this dispensation. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord because he practiced righteousness. He walked with God and he trained his mind, spirit, and body to listen and understand God's will. The Lord shared a revelation with Noah and instructed him to build an ark. Noah believed and obeyed what God told him. Do you believe and are you obeying what God is saying? Through the preach word, through the reading of this word, through the sound of my voice, maybe it's the word or the sound of your pastor's voice. Are you obeying what God is saying? I'm sure there were many distractions in Noah's day. There was, but there was only one choice that he chose, and that was to obey God. Nearly 100 years from the time he received the message of completion to the completion of the ark. Mr. and Mrs. Noah and the family was laughed at, looked at strangely, talked about to their face and behind their back. Oh, I, I could stop there and really just really talk about that for, for a while. 
because there are people that have been in service or been in church, raised in church. Some were saved. And after a while, because uh, someone talked about them or said something that uh, and the enemy was whispering in their ear and telling them, well, you've been in church for a while, you know, and the Lord hasn't come. No, I was building that ark for a while. And nothing had happened. There was no rain, no clouds, nothing like that coming over that was warning people. He built that ark during a dry season. He built it during a dry season. And so when we're in this season of what I'm going to refer to as a dry season, people are uh, talking and saying things. And so there's those that have surrendered their salvation. Instead of remaining sanctified, they became um, someone else's sidekick. That's the word I could use for it. They became someone else's sidekick. But listen, don't be someone's sidekick. Ladies, don't be, don't, mm -mm. gentlemen, don't do it. They were laughed at and talked about, but they, re, they stayed the course and they built that ark. The day came when it started to rain and the Lord told them to get into the ark. And no, Mr. Noah, Mrs. Noah, and the sons and the wives, they got into the ark and the Lord shut the door. He locked it. They couldn't open it no matter what. No one was getting out, no one was getting in. What a nightmare for those that refuse to believe. Those that said, well, you know, we've been hearing that for years. Well, they heard Noah for years. In this season that we live in, this time, God has said there will be signs. He said, these are the beginning of sorrow. So when you see wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places and different things, these are all signs. So they didn't have the signs except Noah building the ark. That's the only sign that they had. Whereas today we have the signs that I mentioned, uh, the, the wars and rumors of war, pestilence and earthquakes and different things. And, and God said, that's just the beginning of sorrow. He didn't, that's just the beginning. And so there are things that should stir up the hearts of men today, but they've looked at it now and say, well, you know, we're used to that. Hey, psh, that's nothing. We'll live through that. All right. Noah built the ark and the family got into it. No one could get in. No one could get out. Are you in the ark of safety today? Many believe they have time, but understand God has already, what God has already done for you. He's done you a solid. Yes, God has done all of us a solid. He woke us up this morning. Now, if you're saved and, and I hear people say sometimes, the Lord woke me up this morning. I'm so glad. If you are saved and sanctified and you did not wake up this morning, you would be in. Guess where you would be at? I mean, that is what we're living for. That is the reason that we're saint, living sanctified lives and seeking the Lord with our whole heart. That is why we're abstaining from sin. We're refusing to give in to the to the flesh that is, you know, those things that will uh, offend the Lord. Now, everything uh, that the flesh crave is not offensive to the Lord. No, but there are those things and how we do them and how we get involved with them that are. And we'll talk about that another time. But listen, 
If the Lord called today, that is what we're living for. The, the Bible tells us now we are the sons of God and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him. And that is what we're living for. We're enjoying the cares of the, we're enjoying this life. We're enjoying what we have. We're enjoying the ability to help others. We're enjoying the ability in the relationships. We're enjoying a lot of things that, that are before us. And it don't mean that it has to be an, an, an enormous amount. I found that my life was really well when I made very little. I was good. The more you have, the more things become complicated too. That's something that, that you have to think about. Life in simplicity is great. Complexity, well, we know that complexity has its, its trouble. Listen, many believe they have time, but understand God has already done for you. He's done you a solid. And we can make well-informed decisions about our salvation. Deuteronomy 30 and 19 says, I call heaven and earth today, this day against you, that I have set before you Life, I've said before you, death, blessings and cursing. Therefore, choose life that thou and thy seed may live. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. This, this time was exhortation, Lord God, to talk about the book. Day seven, understanding revelation. Lord God, we honor you, Lord, and ask that you would bless each one that has uh, that tuned in to listen each one lord god that is uh, ask that you would bless their understanding lord god to hear and take you to your word in jesus name lord god we bless you savior we bless you for who you are for being sovereign in our lives lord god you're the only true and wise god and we want to know you and we want to know you in the beauty of holiness so that we may hear your voice Say, well done, good and faithful servant. Ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. Be prayerful. Pray for me as I am praying for you. And share the word of God with someone. Even if you just walk by them, say, God bless you. It may be a game changer for them today or this evening. You know, let somebody know. Let somebody know that that there is a concerning ear, there are concerning eyes, and certainly there is a concerning voice. All right. Be blessed. And Lord, say the same. I'll be back tomorrow talking about what the Lord has and what he is going to do. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you in Jesus name.